because of COVID, we've been abroad only with COVID, not because we've been to Sweden like the mm-hmm. years prior. So that was kind of hard because of COVID because we couldn't socialize as much and we had like a curfew and you, you know the deal. Like in Austria, the curfew was at eight o'clock. You couldn't go out. And if you went out, you had to have, have like a like a formal slip that said yeah. that you're, you're actually allowed to be outside. Mm-hmm. It was kind of hard being social, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even though COVID was like taking over our entire lives, I kind of felt like the girls that I met throughout like all the places that we've been I feel like they were really really nice to me and you're listening to Breaking the Ice podcast a podcast I created for wives and girlfriends of pro hockey players my name's Devin Dodero I'm the wife of Charlie Dodero we have two dogs a little boy Crosby and a baby girl on the way We spent eight months of the year living the hockey life in Europe, but we've also spent about five seasons in North America. I've been around the block, sometimes just for a cup of coffee, but I wanted to share the tools, resources, and what's helped me along the way, while also learning every week from each and every one of you. In this podcast, we share tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things women, all things hockey, friendships, trades, long distance, moves, and life in general, so you don't feel so alone. So put your headphones in, go for a walk, and feel like you're sitting down with your best girlfriends. Oh, and make sure to follow the page on Instagram, Breaking the Ice Pod. Let's lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I hope you guys are all having a nice day. I am just still here in Idaho. Busy, busy as ever, but I like being busy, I have decided. So just working on some business stuff. I just got all of the Cabo retreat information sent out to people that wanted it that sent me their emails so if you did not receive that and you would like the information on our retreat in mexico this year dm me i'm more than happy to send it your way it is going to be so much fun i cannot even begin to tell you how excited i am to go to an all-inclusive beachfront resort in cabo like i mean literally doesn't get any better than that like i don't know how i'm ever going to top that Speaking of retreats, my guest today I met at my retreat in Nashville. And this guest was extra special because she flew all the way from Norway to Nashville. I could not, cannot believe that she did that. That is some serious commitment. But you will be able to tell after listening to this episode with this girl that she is just flat out amazing, hilarious, go with the flow ready for fun and bonding. So I was super excited to have Camilla on the podcast. Camilla and her fiance are playing this coming hockey season in Norway. She is Norwegian and he is Swedish, which I actually didn't know. I thought they were both Norwegian. So that added a nice little element of two different cultures getting together in this episode. Camilla is a customs officer at the largest airport in Norway. So we chat a little bit about that and some funny stories. And also when they do play in different countries that are not 
you know, their own country. So, like, if they're not playing in Sweden, they're considered imports going into other countries as well. So, we talk a lot about just, like, cultural differences, language differences, and it was really fun to talk to her about this. I think I had some questions just as a North American living in Europe. We also chat about how to maybe put yourself out there if you're a little bit more shy and reserved going to a new country, especially with people from all different cultures. Also, Camilla and I are both expecting little girls, so we knew we had to incorporate some pregnancy talk in this episode. We chat about maternity and paternity care in Norway. We talk about sports and babies being born. If there is a game, tough luck. (laughs) You know the guys can't take time off. Even if it's eight hours away, they have to go. So we chat about that, which I know is very relatable. If you have been pregnant during the hockey season or will be this next hockey season, it's definitely a major fear of a lot of women is, am I going to go into labor and is my husband going to be able to be there? So We chat about people commenting on pregnant bellies, whether your bump is bopping or not so much bopping, and how it's just flat out rude and stop doing that, and all the things. So this was very a back and forth, authentic, free-flowing conversation. I loved having Camilla on the podcast. You guys are going to love her. Enjoy. How is like the Norwegian way to pronounce your name? Because I say Camilla. Is that right? It's sort of the same. You just say Camilla. Camilla? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Okay, cool. Well, welcome to Breaking the Ice. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you. This is going to be really fun. It really will. We'll just start off if you want to just tell everyone like a little bit about yourself and whatever you want to add in there. Of course. Okay, so I, my name's Camilla. I'm from Norway. And excuse my voice, I've been having a cold for like the past week. So I'm 30 years old. I live here now in Norway with my fiance. And uh, yeah, I'm a customs officer at the Norwegian airport, uh, the biggest airport in Norway. Oh my God, I forgot you did that. Yeah. (laughs) How, like, please explain that job and like what you do. Okay, so when people travel to Norway uh, or any other country, really, you have to like choose between going through the red channel or the green channel. And that means if you choose the green channel, that means that you don't have anything to declare for customs. And if you choose the red channel, that means that you have something to declare. Um, So uh, I am standing there on both sides and you never know when you'll find me there. (laughs) (laughs) okay what's the craziest thing someone's ever tried to like bring through customs um oh my gosh uh there's a lot of things that are legal that you can actually bring to Norway but I would say we had this uh plastic surgeon once and he had this entire suitcase full of like breast implants and stuff and uh, stuff like that and I was like what the hell is this (laughs) And then he was like, oh, sorry, I'm a plastic surgeon. And I've been to like a like a convention somewhere. I was like, oh, OK, well, you could have started with that before I opened the suitcase and got my like the biggest shock. Yeah, the you're like, this guy has some sort of like <laughs> yeah, fetish or something. I was like, well, good for you if that's what it is. But he was like, no, it's OK. I'm a plastic surgeon. And I was like, OK, good. 
<laughs> that is so funny. Do you like yeah. doing that? Like, is it, I feel like yeah. that would be a very entertaining job. It is very entertaining. It's very like you can, it's a very good variety of different things. Like you can do the, do the like desk job and you can do the, like the outgoing where, where you're going out to, uh, to the different gates and, and talk to people where, where they're going, who, uh, when they're coming back and the same when they get in, like where, uh, where are you coming from and like try to, you, yeah. you get you get to know people in a certain way that you never thought you could before and that's very exciting yeah I bet you yeah. meet like a lot of interesting people oh, yeah. totally totally do you feel like people are like super rude to you sometimes just because they're like pissy oh, yeah. from traveling oh yeah for sure and sometimes actually I feel like because I'm a girl a short little blonde girl people <laughs> aren't like giving me the respect that I probably deserve and I mean that I deserve uh they kind of like see me as like a little kid and they're like who, who are you to tell me what to do and I'm like well I have the law on my side so you can either uh, comply or take the consequences like that's not on me that's on you plus I feel like you're not a pushover like you're not someone that's like a pushover so like oh, if no. someone gives you something you're gonna push back like oh, yeah. 500 100%. times more 100 <laughs> percent yes oh, and my that's goodness. that's what they don't expect from me they they I think they think that like when they talk to me like I'm I'm just this dumb blonde girl that everyone sees like oh my gosh she doesn't have a clue what she's doing and then when they actually when I actually open my mouth and talk to people they're like oh shit okay maybe yeah. I shouldn't have said that yeah cr crank so, out yeah. the whip <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's so funny okay so how did you and your fiance meet how long have you guys been together again in December we've been together for five years uh, we met in October in 2017 in a little bitty town called Mora in Sweden I was there to visit my best friend and then she set me up on a blind date was this the year that all the girls you went to the retreat with were there? Yes. Was... yes. It was? Yeah, it was the same year. And then they were same back. Year. You guys were all back the following year. So you guys were yeah. all there two years together. Yes. Yeah. But I did back and forth. I never lived in Mora with the other girls. I just went back and forth because I, because I'm so fortunate to work like shifts with my job. Uh, I had the opportunity to go back and forth and it wasn't, it would be like probably a week or two during the month. So I had a lot of time to go back and forth. So after you like met him, did mm -hmm. you just go back again that season, like shortly after to see him? Um, yeah, well, he came to Norway also to like meet my parents. And I, I actually met his parents before we even called ourselves boyfriend, girlfriend. So it kind of, I felt like it was kind of like us from the beginning, from the very beginning, very start. So was your friend dating someone on the team yes so she was dating someone from before they are both Norwegian so I went over there to like say hi to them and like see the little town that they were in because it's only like four hours away from Oslo uh, that's where I live and uh so I, I just decided one day I okay let, let me come over there and spend my week there and just have fun and then and then you got a fiance. <laughs> then I got a fiance. Yeah. So is he also Norwegian? 
No, he's Swedish. Okay, so where in Sweden yeah. is he from? He's from a place called Karlstad. Okay, yeah, I yeah. know where that so is. It's, yeah, so it's kind of like in the middle of the country or no I've actually been there because it's kind of like isn't it kind of set like south it's, it's kind of south but not as south as they have like all the different names in Sweden they have so many different names that are very similar like Karlskrona yeah Karlstad. I've been there yeah it's so it's so, so similar but those two are semi close to each other yeah they're they're not too far from each other Okay, I thought yeah. he was Norwegian, so that's interesting. Oh yeah, no, he's Swedish. So that's he was actually playing on the team where I met him in Mora two years before. I can't remember, but he was he was there from before, and then is that kind of like similar? Like, can you guys talk to each other yes. in your own language and you can understand? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like in the beginning, it was kind of hard because we do have different words but like our way of speaking like the very basics of words are very very similar uh but you do have some different words so in the beginning me and Bemo we were talking Bemo is my fiance we were talking in like both Norwegian Swedish and English just <laughs> to make sure that we understood each other and had the right words to like describe different things <laughs> you're like listen we need to define like one language because yeah. it's very yeah. confusing oh yeah 100%. yeah <laughs> it's funny because like there when we played in Graz there was like mm -hmm. people there was Slovenians um Austrians a couple girls from England yeah. and then like the North Americans and I think somewhere else I'm not sure but it was funny because when we were all together it really took my brain a second to to switch to the other, even though yes. it, it, like ever, we were all speaking English to each other, but it was like the dialect was different yes. with each different language. So like the Slovenian girl would talk and then <laughs> the, you know, girl from England would respond and then Austrian would respond. And I'm like, my, it was like my brain just like slowly was like, wait, what are we all saying right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's hard to take, It takes some time to adjust, really. It really does. Are you guys going somewhere next year? Do you know what's happening or is he done? Um, He's not done. He actually signed here in Norway for oh, the first okay. time. Uh, no, actually, he's been he played in Norway 12 years ago or something. Uh, but he signed in Norway because we're expecting a little girl. So that's why I, I told him like, okay, if we have to go somewhere, we can, but I would prefer it to be able to stay at home. And he was totally on board. He was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to move anywhere else. I don't want to live in like a suitcase. I'm yeah. done with like traveling all around. I've done my fair share of like abroad hockey. And now he's, I think he's content of staying back home, if I can mm -hmm. call it home, but he... I feel like he's calling it home now. So that's, that's really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. So will you just yeah. keep working up until closer yes. to, okay. I will. That's nice to have like stability. I mean, when you said you were giving birth in Norway, I was like, oh my gosh, thank God for you. Cause that's mm -hmm. like probably so comfortable, but yeah, that would have been nerve wracking for you to go anywhere too, because it's, again, it's yeah. just so different in every country that you probably go to. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind uh, giving birth in any other country, really, because I feel like that would be an experience, too. And uh, I'm not very, like, I'm not a very anxious person, not very nervous. I usually go with the flow and 
where whatever happens happens and it happens for a reason send some of that to me yeah <laughs> I'll take some of that oh yeah 100% I'll give it to you um yeah so but it felt good to know that we were staying at home having family close by I know how much that means to like everyone and I have like so many friends going abroad every single year and all they say is that um that it's hard to be like away from family because there's especially if you're a new mom or a new parent in mm -hmm. like general it's it's tough to be not be able to like have the support and having like the the closest people that you know and cherish cherish and love around you all the time and so that's why I'm feeling very fortunate that we're staying home this year and hopefully all the years to come yeah too. <laughs> and hopefully then that's it <laughs> then yeah. you guys can just stay yeah. there and not have to then move with a little baby oh yeah well if that happens that happens too <laughs> yeah yeah you're very go with the flow I'm I'm here for it yeah 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 well going back to when you guys were moving around mm -hmm. because you're considered an import too when you're going to yeah. a different country because if you're in Norway you're not an import but if you're going somewhere else you kind of are do you did you find that that was hard for you I feel like it was different from all the place different places that we've been because he he actually played in Sweden up until 2020 and that was his the final year in uh, 2020 uh, the season 2021 that was his final year in Sweden and then he actually moved to Austria that year for the next or hold on it was probably the year before because of COVID we've been abroad only with COVID not because we've been to Sweden like mm -hmm. the years prior so that was kind of hard because of COVID because we couldn't socialize as much and we had like a curfew and you, you know the deal like in Austria the curfew was at eight o'clock you couldn't go out and if you went out you had to have, have like a like a formal slip that said yeah that you're you're actually allowed to be outside mm -hmm. it was kind of hard being social I guess mm -hmm. I feel like even though COVID was like taking over our entire lives, I kind of felt like the girls that I met throughout, uh, like all the places that we've been, I feel like they were really, really nice to me. And they tried as best as they could, like, okay, if, we, if you're, we're only allowed to be like three people at someone's home, they always found it to like invite me and, and like, include me into everything that they did but at that point I couldn't I wasn't there full time so I was only there for like 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 I said before coming going and back, going yeah coming back uh, and coming and going and then the the first year I actually followed him full time was this past season and then we were in France and then the like COVID wasn't that bad while we were there it was actually pretty pretty laid back I would say I've always felt that you're very like friendly and outgoing and so probably meeting people in general is just like kind of natural for you to do, do well, yeah do you, do you have any advice for people that 
might be a little bit more reserved and shy that are going to a different country or like what's your take on that um I would say like my the biggest thing I always thought about is like meet people with a smile if you do that they are suddenly so much more welcoming towards you and they will kind of like accept you for just being like you kind of look nice I don't know but (laughs) you look friendly yeah approachable yeah you look approachable and that I think that makes all the difference in the world and if you're feeling like you cannot reach out to or cannot like uh connect with people try to reach out and ask to like hey do you want to hang out hey is I'm new here um sorry to disturb you or whatever but um uh, do you know if there is a friend uh, a girlfriend group that I could join or there's yeah there's usually always someone that wants to take care of you but speaking of experience it's not always that way either but I feel like if, if you meet people with a smile they usually respond to that very well have you ever had an experience that was like more challenging that you were kind of like, Ugh. it was more, it was more, more like drama from before in the friend group that was uh, the, uh, in the girlfriend group that I came into. And I was like, okay, this is not what I signed up for, but you get dragged into it anyways. Cause you're there. And when all the girls are sitting and talking, there it will come up at some points and I was like okay what is this and then they told me like all about it and then when you're and I'm like I'm a very social person and I like to host so when I was there I was kind of like okay I should do a dinner before before a game because that was we had a window that we could do like a dinner before the game we could go to the games uh that was before everything shut down complete completely um and then I was like oh and then I had to like start thinking can I invite everyone is everyone going to want to come if I invite this person and not this person and you know and I was like this is I don't want any part of this I just want to be friends with everyone because I probably won't see half of the people that I meet again ever again yeah Uh, so I don't really care about that because I'm not like into it the same way as they are yeah you're kind of like Switzerland like you're just yes yeah yes so eventually I was like okay I just need to make a standpoint here uh, like take a stand here and just say that everyone's welcome to my house so if someone doesn't want to come that's on them if they want to come you're more than welcome especially when we're in this situation that we are like we're it's not like we chose to be in the same group of people like Mm -hmm. you're kind of forced to being in the same group and and that's how it is like you sometimes you go better with someone than you do with others and that's totally okay like you can't be friends with everyone but at least you can be cordial and you can be at least a little bit welcoming. So I've found that as a North American living abroad, like obviously your English is very good and you're just like, it's you're you're very comfortable speaking English, like very like easy. 
or at least that's how it seems to me. That's very easy for you. (laughs) But I just, as an American living abroad, I have experienced like trying to reach out to other Europeans to just be like, Hey, like we should get together, whether that's, you know, having kids the same age, trying to set up a play date or just like to hang out before the game. And like, there's been a handful of times where I've gotten the answer of, you know, I, I would love to, but like my English isn't good, even Mm -hmm. though when we are in person and having a conversation, it's completely fine. Yeah. And I can completely understand them. And I feel Mm -hmm. like they can understand me, even though there is a little bit, I guess, if it's not like, like you're like, I feel like we have no barrier, but like, you know, and there's a little bit of like a, just a language difference. And like, that's yeah. fine. And that doesn't bother me like at all. Like, no, I think to I take think a it's... second to be like, did you mean this or this? But yeah, I feel like sad and bad when they say that. And I never want to pressure someone to hang out like, no, come if you're like, I don't want people to feel uncomfortable. But I'm also like, it kind of gets to the point where I'm like, well, I feel like I've asked a few times and like, I don't want to come off like I'm not being inclusive but also like no you're not really jumping either yeah I'm like you're not really jumping on the opportunity to do this either so it's like what what do you do I don't know how to like speak for everyone else but I can speak for myself and if there's something that I'm uncomfortable with I would try to avoid it you know that's that's our defense mechanism as human beings I guess uh but I think Europeans in general are very uh self-conscious about like how they talk how they how they are like perceived in general and that kind of makes it I think I've experienced that too with other Europeans where we've been and I'm like okay it's not that different language like we I know like half of your language and well yeah that's right like being in Sweden like obviously it's easy for you to speak English but the Norwegian Swedish difference like did you find that you had that experience when you lived in Sweden with other Swedish girls being Norwegian or like how, like, or was it pretty easy? Like that, smooth? Was, that was, that was pretty smooth actually. Okay. I, I feel like in the beginning it was kind of hard to like understand all the words that they said, but then I just asked because okay. I'm kind of that person. I, I rather ask one, two questions too many. Yeah. Yeah. But then you guys were in Austria too. So then there was people that were speaking German and maybe that's where you kind of ran into that problem a little bit. Yeah. 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 And then because German and Norwegian is very similar in some ways and we have German in school also. So we learn like a little bit and same with French and Spanish. Uh, But we, I feel like if there was some words I didn't know, I ask them to say it again or try to explain it like in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was a lot easier. Yeah. Well, cause it's interesting because I feel like in Europe, you know, you guys go to school very young to yeah. learn English. So like you yeah. guys have been speaking English, whether For that's like time. frequently, but you've learned it, you've spoken it. And whereas we come over here, I'm like, we've been in Europe like off and on half of the year for like four or five years yeah. no chance do I speak even no of German <laughs> like, no I mean I can read you know if I'm at the store I know like what certain things are if I yeah. read the label and stuff yeah. but I mean I can't understand German so that's just out the window so I'm like yeah. if you speak any sort of English I want to communicate with you and I want to have a conversation and I want 
to like get to know you because I think it's really interesting to hang out with people mm-hmm. from other cultures. But I I have ran into that every year where I'm kind of like, you know what? I've reached out a few times, but yeah. I wish there was some way to like make them feel less self-conscious about it because I think th- in their head, it's a bigger deal than it actually, like it doesn't even than it actually us. is. Yeah, I like, know. I, I, know. I think I could speak for like almost every North American. Like we want to hang out. And I think also that's actually a very fun fact they in different parts of Europe they usually dub their movies the tv shows that they send on tv to their native language so it's like for us here uh, in like the northern countries we do have like English uh, movies we watch English uh, tv shows so that's also like one of the things that I feel like is making a little bit difference for us because it's easier for us to to understand. like get to learn new words and understand a lot better. It's more of the speaking matter for all mm-hmm. of them because I know that everyone understands a lot more than they can speak. You know, mm-hmm. so I yeah. think that's that's one of the main reasons. I guess that makes sense. We all want to hang out. Like we I don't know. want people to feel excluded, but it's like there's only so much you can do sometimes when people True. just simply True. keep declining like the invite. I know. And and like if you if they want to hang out, they will hang out. And if they don't, they don't. So yeah. I, yeah. I guess that you just have to like and if you actually if you really want, just be pushy and then they have to say like, no, I don't want to hang out yeah. if that's the if that's the case. <laughs> yeah just tell it to it straight like just say yeah, if you don't want to hang out just why? let us know and I'll stop yeah. hugging you <laughs> why not yeah just be, just be straight with me <laughs> yeah that's hilarious okay so you are obviously pregnant yes and I'm I pregnant yes and it was funny because like for everyone listening Camilla texted me before the retreat because she flew all the way from Norway to Nashville, (laughs) like still can't believe you did that while pregnant. But you were like, oh my gosh, like I'm pregnant and you have to help me like keep this a secret because we were both like pretty early. I mean, I guess like, well, actually, I think I was like 11 weeks and you were nine because you're two weeks behind me. Yes. So I was like, well, I have something to tell you to make you feel better, but I'm pregnant too. And I'm like, I don't really know if I want to tell everyone, but I'm like, I also don't want to be like, going through the whole weekend just like pretending I'm drinking because it's just like takes yeah. so much energy I'm like I just it really don't, does. don't want to do that anyways we both yeah. wound up telling everyone yep we did <laughs> like we didn't <laughs> we never did like a big announcement but then like no. I heard Some people t- everyone knew and I was like I think that's good that's fine yeah because I all of a sudden people are like oh yeah Camilla's pregnant I'm like oh I guess she's telling people great okay yeah. cool but yeah it was fun to have someone else there that was it really was that, that was helped. pregnant it, it helped a lot yeah it did because we would look at each other and be like you tired yep you tired yep, yep. <laughs> I was convinced like because well and again everyone's symptoms are so different but I just had a feeling for you that you're gonna have a boy and you're having yeah. a little girl so now we're both having little girls yes I yeah. actually was super persistent that I was having a boy too like I said to everyone, I know, I know it's a boy. I know it's a boy, but, and apparently not. <laughs> yeah. So how, like, tell everyone how your pregnancy has been and like what it's looked like for you so far. And you're 20, you're must be almost 21 weeks, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. 
Um, well, I've been actually very, very fortunate. I have not been sick at all. It's it kind of, I feel I almost feel bad for saying it because I know like so many other people go through the worst nausea and they puke like all the time. But I've actually been feeling super great the entire time. I was a little bit tired in the first trimester and then now that I'm in my second, I feel a lot better. I've had a little bit of uh, uh, like pain in my back, mm-hmm. but that's that's about it. And I'm going to a chiropractor uh, to fix it. And she's amazing. And uh, yeah, I've been feeling really, really great. Good. Yeah, the Good. entire time. Like the yeah. time has been passing by so quickly. So I, I'm like, Am I already like halfway there, over halfway there? It feels so weird. I feel like the first trimester, there's like kind of just like anxiety a little bit because yeah. you're like, you know, like, is everything okay? Like, you don't feel anything. You're like, are you still like cruising in there? Like, what's going yeah. on? So it feels like it goes by really slow. But mm-hmm. once you hit like the second trimester, I swear it just flies by. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, two days out from giving birth and you're like oh okay great (laughs) it's funny that you said that about the um, back pain because I have that too and I just went to a chiropractor on Monday and she was like your back is like screwed yep um and I don't know if is it like in um, Norway do they do like traditional adjustments where they're like cracking you because they don't do that in Austria (sighs) oh yeah they do that they do that here so yeah, I did that. And she was moving around like crazy when she was adjusting me. Like I went to someone too, that was like, she studied like, um, prenatal and like kids yeah, chiropractic same with this one, same yeah. with the one that I go to. Yeah. But it's, what's your, like, is your, is it low back pain? Low back pain. Yep. Is it on like one side? Yeah. Left side. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we literally the same thing. I have that. <laughs> and I've been like, it's weird. I'll like take a step back. Yeah. And then like, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm in like a ton of pain. Yeah. It feels like, like it feels like my back is going to break in two. Yes. It's awful. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm going back today. Okay, good. And then fun fact, when I was there, she was like asking me like, oh, how was your first birth? Like whatever. And I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, it was fine, but yeah, he got vacuumed because she was like, did you have any sort of intervention like yeah he got vacuumed out and she was like can you bring him in with you on Thursday like she's like I just want to like look at him because yeah she's like a lot of parents don't know this and like obviously no one quote me on this but she was like it can like cause a lot of tension and like their neck and their head and like their brain so she was like I just want to like she's like it can cause colic which she had and all this stuff so now he's coming with me to my appointment today and we're both getting adjusted that's exciting. Yeah. So I'm curious, but I heard it's like yeah. really good for even like really young newborn. So even after you yeah. have your baby, maybe you could take her in and I will. But the fun fact for me is that my chiropractor is pregnant too. And she's like eight weeks before me. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So she will go out right before I'm going out. So um, yeah, well, hopefully her placement will be just as good. <laughs> yeah. So you're due on Christmas Eve for us. Christmas, I mean, the 24th, right? No, actually, it got adjusted to uh, December 30th. Okay. So okay. Now I potentially can have a January baby too. 
So or New Year's Eve. <laughs> New Year's Eve, baby. Maybe well, like on the cusp, like oh, yeah. December 31st, January 1st, like you, yeah. either one. <laughs> then if it's, if it's December 31st, like during the evening, I will for sure like squeeze tight and hold it in because getting a kindergarten, uh, like getting a space or what is it called? Like a spot in kindergarten here in Norway is awful if your baby is born in December really yeah they get like discriminated I feel like <laughs> how do you know that because I feel like I would never know something like that um it's I think it's because like everyone is talking so much about it because okay. <laughs> uh because it's because they actually get discriminated uh because if, if, if I don't know I feel like uh well I actually don't know why it is that way but mm. if your baby is born in December you are not like you don't have um like you can't demand a spot in a uh, in a daycare center or a kindergarten uh, until the baby is like 18 months mm. and that's that's, that's that's long especially when you don't get that much leave from work so it's kind yeah. of to like juggle and right. especially for us with guys that play hockey like during the winter season or like yeah during the season and then especially for us if the baby is coming in December I have to be at home like the entire time for a year and then Mm. what about the next eight months then you have to pay for like a private daycare and that costs so much money yeah so yeah so what does your maternity leave look like in Norway? Um, because he is playing hockey and he's Swedish uh, and he hasn't been working in Norway for so many years. He is not, he, he's not, he's, well, he's capable, but he's not allowed to have like. Uh, paternity. His, yeah. Paternity leave. leave I think. Paternity is- leave. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's not allowed to to have that, and so I will get his share of it. So I get a full year of maternity leave. So what is it normally for it's you? Like se- seven months for you, and then what's for, it normally for, for the guy? Uh, almost four months, I think. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's actually a pretty good, uh, good like deal that we have here. And like the healthcare system in Norway is really, really good. Like the U.S. has so much to learn. <laughs> so there in a lot of situations, then the if the guy can't take paternity leave, then it just goes to the woman. Yes. Wow. I don't know. I, I always say that I think it's like crazy because like, even though I'm the one like going through this experience, it's still an adjustment for the guy. Like mm-hmm. when we had Crosby, like it really like affected like my husband had not really ever been around babies or anything like that so like when we brought him home just like the first few days of like crying and like waking up through the night and like not being Mm -hmm. able to soothe him he was like I have to be up and go do like a physical sport and like play in a game and like I have had three hours of sleep now now look like at that time I'm just like 
well you need to help me I can't do this alone <laughs> I'm dying like please like, I don't want to hear it like I don't feel bad for you but now looking back I'm like yeah even though like I went through this like it's still an adjustment for like your household and like just a person in general to like bring a baby home especially when that doesn't yeah. stop crying I think that's amazing that so many countries in Europe are do offer paternity leave because it yeah. is not like that in the U.S. and literally no. like you give birth, like even as an expat in North or in Europe, you give mm. birth and there's a game the next day. Yep. I, no one cares. Yeah. But he, that's the thing. He, even though he had, uh, even though if he had like the opportunity to get paternity leave, he wouldn't because of hockey. If his share of, uh, if his weeks or months would fall on, like, let's say from October to, let's say February, he couldn't have taken it because of hockey. Mm-hmm. Because hockey is, that's the way hockey is. <laughs> well, and I think it's like that with, I mean, probably almost any sport. And I think that's a lo- something a lot of people just have yeah. no idea. They don't even think about that, but it's like, literally you have a baby and your husband yep. goes to work. If that work is eight hours away, they're yep. going to work eight hours away. Yep. They don't care. No. That's just like wild to me. It's our normal because we live it. Yep. But it's not normal. Like that's really weird. I know. And that's like, we're very fortunate here now because the the practices are in the afternoon. So it's not in the mornings. So we've been saying like, okay, if, if we're having a hard night, I will do the nights so that you can get your full eight, nine hours of sleep. And then if you could just help me in the mornings, I would appreciate it a lot, but I understand that you have your, like your job that is a physical job. You're leaving, you're going away, but also I kind of feel like we have to think about our, ourselves too up in all this. Like, yes, we're actually sitting there with a newborn baby all alone, not knowing what to do, not knowing, like usually you're two people to, to take care of this baby, but and support from your family yes yes so uh but yeah it's uh it's tough it's uh like like you said they're going away like and there's there's no like there's no discussion like Mm -hmm. they will they if they have a an away game they're going Mm -hmm. on that away game I think it's really good that you guys are having those conversations though because it's something that a lot of people just don't prepare for because all the focus and attention is like on the baby and the baby Mm -hmm. and the baby. And then it's like the baby comes and the mom's like, I'm drowning. Like I need help. I need like, like I'm doing everything. Like I'm exhausted because you don't really like have any idea, like what it's going to be like and like what your baby's going to be like. It's, it's hard. So it's good that you guys are like having someone of a system because like we're definitely doing that this time because yeah. last time we didn't and I felt like very it was hard like I was it like I, like I said we we're also very fortunate that, that we have our family or at least my family very close by and his family is like only two and a half hours away also so if there's a, like a huge problem they will be here in a heartbeat mm-hmm. so ve- we're very fortunate that we have that uh that support system in addition to me being able to be at home all the time and then that he can so that he can actually pursue his career and do whatever he needs to do to show up for practices for games like yeah so that he can 
yeah, be able to to do his best at his job. Like yeah. he, other people have like eight to four, uh, eight to five normal jobs, uh, that you just go into the office, sit down, uh, and then you sit there tired, and then you can go home and sleep on the couch. Yeah. This is not it. <laughs> no, and like I mean, the first couple days too. I remember my husband's like, I literally felt like a zombie at practice. Like I literally, I can't even like move. Yeah. And I'm like, this is such a short-lived phase though. Like, it's not always going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, I think that's important to keep in mind too, is like yeah. those hard, like exhaustion, the people, the reason people it say that pass. it will pass. And like yeah. people say, oh, the newborn stage is so hard. I had a really tough newborn. Like it was yeah. really hard. Yeah. Toddlers just busy, but my newborn was hard. So it's like when people say, oh, when I thought the newborn stage was hard, I'm like, everyone's babies are so different. I know. And like, you can't say what it is for one person is what it is for another. It's so individual. It's so individual. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I just remember like being like, this is temporary, (laughs) like these, these hard times. And, and it's, it's just like put upside down and you don't know how to fix it because there's no system and you just have to like go with the flow with your baby, whatever the baby wants baby gets and then you get you come in second row all the time and I think that's I think that's one of the most important things to kind of like remember that okay it's just a phase it will pass and eventually it things will get better but when you're in the hardships that you're going through <laughs> you're, you you're just have to, <laughs> yeah you you just have to like try to be strong and try to be at stay as sane as humanly possible and then whatever outcome it it will be fine Mm -hmm. you know I think make sure you take like lots of breaks for yourself and like step out take time for yourself because I think when you're not doing that it's a lot easier to lose sight of that mindset because you're like I'm literally in the trenches like yep need to refresh the mind so yeah take accept help too. That's like the hardest thing to do when you're, when you have a new baby, it's like, I I got it covered. But like, even if you do like go take a walk. I do not think I have it covered. I think I'm in for real treats to be honest, but I feel like trying to have a positive view of it and trying to like have a sort of like a plan will make me feel a lot more confident going into it totally but like everyone says oh don't make too many plans because it's it won't it will never be the way that you actually planned no it probably won't but then I still have like some like I I have like a sort of a system of yeah going like you have it. some sort yeah. of control mentally yeah. like I have some sort of mentally mentally yeah. yes exactly yeah. it's it's I'm excited for you it's honestly like the the best like most rewarding thing like yeah you're gonna yeah. be tired and yeah it's gonna be hard but it is it's going to be worth it it's so worth it like yeah. oh my gosh it's just the best yeah I'm really excited do you have any like fears going into it after, like as maybe like the birthing experience or just like labor or anything like that um well both yes and no like the birthing experience I'm very much looking forward to yeah I feel like that's the craziest uh most wholesome experience that I will ever experience in my entire life 
So I'm all I'm ready for it. I am actually really, really excited. You're um, so cute saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my biggest fear is like, am I going to be a, like a good mom? You know, I feel like that's the same that everyone is thinking, like um, adopted by my grandparents. So oh, cool. my mom was not the best mom um she could be for me uh same with my dad by my biological dad so that kind of also also makes me a little bit nervous will I will I go like a different like the opposite way from them doing all the things that I don't want to do like I know that happened to me will I be that mom that will do the same mistakes or yeah just like do or do I live by and learn have I learned by experience and knowing what not to do or what to do you know yeah thank you for sharing that you're gonna be an amazing mom and I think that's I can completely understand why the, those thoughts would be in your head. Yeah. But I do feel like as humans, we always learn like what we don't want and what we don't want to be like. And I think that going through what you've gone through, I'm sure that's mm-hmm. going to give you that extra love to like pour into your own child. So yeah, yeah. I hope so. For sure it will. You're going to have, we're going to have to like go back and forth and keep each other updated on it. <laughs> we will. We will too far apart so this baby or these babies could probably they could actually potentially be born on the same day you know absolutely not Camilla (laughs) I'm not having my baby at the end of December right (laughs) it could go over probably not with the second though I don't know no well Crosby was a week early okay yeah don't let people fool you if you have a feeling like people were like your baby's gonna be 10 days late and you're gonna be in labor for like 48 hours I was like oh "Um, thank you like, oh my gosh, thank you for the encouragement. But actually, yeah. it was a week early and my labor was five hours. So yeah, now so. I'm like, the second one's probably going to be born on the toilet and I'll have a good story to tell on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I'm excited uh, to hear about that one. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I'm excited to hear about yours and yeah. Yeah, you'll have to keep me posted with how you're I feeling. Will. And I will. Is there anything you're doing to prepare for postpartum or just kind of like going with the flow? I'm just going with the flow. I try doing like a couple like different yoga exercises in the beginning but then I felt like my as because I got a tummy really uh really quickly like it showed oh my god let me see hold on (laughs) oh so cute it's getting big it's oh getting my there. gosh yeah because you're a little shorty so yeah I know and that's kind of why I feel like it just popped out right away and uh so I kind of felt like in the beginning when I did it it as soon as my my stomach popped it, I was like okay this is not it's not working for me so I'm just doing like the the suction or what do you call it like the the exercises that you when you like squeeze your <laughs> what is I have it no called? idea what you're doing <laughs> um uh, sort of like a like I kegels know. I don't know like I when have... you're when you're doing the like yeah down there like yeah 
Oh yeah, Kegels. Okay. Oh my god. Kegels? You're Is that yeah, I think so. Are you talking about like with your like Yeah, your JJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Camilla just yeah. demonstrated this procedure on, on video I'm like I'm not sure what you're doing <laughs> yeah no I heard those are like really good for your pelvic yeah. health so yeah yeah pelvic exercises yeah there exactly go. exactly oh yep. my gosh that's so good that's, I was... I've been doing doing that quite a lot so that <laughs> I can hold my pee when I'm done yeah <laughs> do people do you feel like people make comments about like your bump and stuff or no oh yeah all the time every single day does that annoy you or do you like it well not really the, the only thing that annoys me is when people just come over to me and like start to touch my stomach and I'm like hello and then I I just started to touch people's uh, <laughs> stomach back and like oh nice one <laughs> that is so funny yeah I forgot about that that because that really doesn't happen here where people like touch your stuff like in the U.S. or at least no. I've never had that experience but I remember after Crosby was born there was a mm-hmm. woman that lived in our building mm-hmm. and they were like a nice couple they hardly spoke any English so like we would always see them and they'd be like talking to us in German and we're like yeah like hey. great cool like, yeah. like an older couple and then one time we were getting on the elevator this is like in the freaking like middle of COVID. Like it's like <laughs> December 2020. We're like getting on the elevator. This like old woman comes like running out of her building. She sticks her hand like through the like car seat to like touch Crosby. What? And I literally just like swerved my stroller around and was just like, no Excuse touching. Me. I said, no touching. Yeah. And she was like, oh, no touch, no touch. It's okay. But I was like, shook. I'm like, who just touches someone's baby without, like, I've never had that happen. I thought it was the weirdest thing. At least ask first. Yeah. I was like, do not touch my baby. And also like, this is a fresh out of the womb newborn and like COVID is going right now. And that that was when like, you know, it was crazy. Yeah. Whatever. But I couldn't believe it. But yeah, I had a couple people be like, baby, like when I got really pregnant but <laughs> from you aside from yeah. you I'm really tall yeah so I have like a not really t- I'm five seven or five eight but I have a yeah. super long torso so like yeah. my bump takes a long time to to show to show yeah and yeah people will say stuff to me though like the opposite they'll be like oh my god your bump is tiny I didn't even know you're pregnant I'm like that like annoys me. I'm like, I don't know yeah. other people listening, but, but I'm like, just why... don't comment on that. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, why, why even comment on it? Like, if I'm talking about it, that's fine. Cause then you know that it's actually okay to talk about it. But if I'm not saying anything about it and don't want to make a big deal about it, please don't do, do it yourself. It's just rude. It is like, and maybe it's just a little bit naive because I think I'm sure there's times before where I've said stuff to people where I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't look like you're about to have a baby. Yeah. Like maybe thinking it's like almost a compliment, but I, yeah. I think people don't realize that when you're pregnant, you want to look like you're having a baby. You don't want to feel yeah. like you're having a baby, but you want to no, look like you're you having a baby. You want to look like you're, <laughs> like I have a lot of friends that has been pregnant or is pregnant at, at the moment. And like, everyone is like, for me in the beginning they were like oh my god you're showing so early and I was like well yeah I don't know I've never had a baby before so <laughs> I 
can tell you why. It's probably because <laughs> I have such a short torso. Yeah. So it just popped right away. But and everyone's like, oh, how far along are you? And I'm like, well, I'm only like three months. And they're like, what? Not far like are you only three months? Yeah. Like, why even comment on it? It's like, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm three months and when I'm eight, I I will probably look like a cannonball, but that's okay. Like <laughs> It's like, like it. yeah. it's like a psychological thing. It's like a, it's weird. It's just like, and it gets in your head too. Cause like, I'm, mm-hmm. we're, what are we like five months now? And I'm like, yeah. people will be like, you're five months pregnant. And I'm like, yeah. But yeah. then it's like, I start thinking, I'm like, is everything like, okay. Like mm-hmm. I know everything's okay, but I'm just like, it's a weird, just like people make comments. You're like, just don't just, it's better to just. Yeah. Just be quiet. And if yeah. I'm talking about it, that's fine. And if yeah. not, just shut up. Yeah, exactly. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, thanks for coming and chatting with me. It was fun to see your face and talk. And hopefully I'll get to see your face in May. I know it's a big trek yeah. for you, but well, we'll see. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been great talking to you. Yeah. And if someone wants to reach out to you, maybe they're having a little one in Norway or playing there. Yeah. Where can they find you? Um, my Instagram is Camilla, straight out with a C, and Emilie. It's an E M I L I E E, double E at the end. So Camilla Emilie. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. <laughs>